0: First of all, I just want to congratulate you, Cresha Fairchild, on this highly acclaimed, well-received film, Cresha. Thank, Thank you. very much. <laughs> you've done well at Cannes. You've done well at South by Southwest. And now you're here in Bloomington mm-hmm. for the Middle Coast Film Festival. There is a Bloomington connection. Let's hit that first. It's a huge Bloomington connection, in fact, because—all
1: um, uh, right, backing up. For those of you who know anything about the story I play— uh, a member of a family who has been away for uh, X number of years fighting my own demons, trying to get straight. Uh, It's about addiction. And as an actress, I drew from at least three people in my own life, one of whom was um, my niece, Nika, who was um, a Bloomington fixture. She came here to go to school. And uh, when she came to Bloomington, she had already rescued herself once. And was straight and wanted to stay that way and she ended up fighting that fight here pretty publicly. A lot of people here know her. Um, During the time she was here she had three amazing children. We stood in the hospital in Bloomington and watched two of her babies be born. Family uh, gatherings here, my sister um, Nika's mother moved here to try to help her uh, feel grounded And they lived in Spencer, had a little house in Spencer. We had many Christmases in Spencer and walking around the square in Bloomington. It was a hopeful
0: place for our family. The thing that's confusing, though, of course, is that the film is called Crescia, which is your actual name. And the film stars a lot of (laughs) actual family members. Yes. So can you uh, tell us why the film's called Crescia? Yes. And then let's go on to talk about why the film is cast With so many family members. And we'll start by going
1: backwards and that is that on one of our road trips to Bloomington when my nephew, my younger sister's son, was about six or seven, he and I were in the backseat of the van and um, he engaged me in a uh, discussion about the directorial styles of the Batman movies. Uh, Yeah.
0: He was six or seven? Yeah. Oh.
1: And I thought – Oh, boy. We have, we have a director in the family. And I told his mother that, and she, of course, you know, wasn't ready for that. So that's the man who wrote, directed, edited, and acted in this film. He's my nephew. He started the project when he was 25. He's 27 now. That's Trey Schultz. Trey Edward Schultz. Trey wanted to make this story about the alcoholism that runs through our family. His father is also an alcoholic and an addict who just died months before. We shot the film. Mm. Trey hospiced him and helped him. Mm. He wanted to make it while my mother was alive. She is in the film. She is demential right now. And he didn't want to confuse her any more than she already was. So we called each other by our real names in the movie so that she would not be aware that what was going on around her. She is completely unaware that she's in a film. She was spending time with her family, is what she felt. In answer to your question about the casting of the family, our our mother was a no-brainer. Trey wanted her in the film. He wanted for all the generations of our family to be able to see her love and the way it shines out. Trey's mother, my little sister, Robin. Robin, acted when she was young, but only in high school. The key to Robin, she's a therapist, so she's a listener. She loves me, with all of her heart. So she's emotionally invested. Um, My older sister, Nika's mother, was not as certain she could do it. Um, She came along thinking that she would decide at the last minute if she could actually act in it.
0: So there was never a question that
1: the family would support it.
0: What's striking to me and sort of ironic is that uh, the film represents a family that clearly has some dysfunction. Cretia is the one who's expressing it, but we've got to believe that the roots are deep there. My sense is that Cretia is actually a barometer of sorts Mm -hmm. for some deeper conflict or anguish or trouble that exists within the family, and that's never quite revealed in, in this film. But what's ironic is that It must have taken an extremely functional family to undertake something of this ambition and nature. How many families do I know where uh, one of the younger members of the family would say, hey, guys, mom, dad, grandma, uncle, let's all be in a film about a really terrible thing that happened in our family, and let's play ourselves. (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, thank you for getting that. Yes, we are um, functional in all of the ways that have to do with love and support. So for us, it was a chance for Trey's very logical, very empathetic, very
0: real vision of that event to um, help other people. This is a tour de force performance on your part, and you are in virtually every scene, I think, in this film— Um, And there are few films like that featuring women, but people think nothing of it to, to, um, to cast a man, especially a man who's over 50, in a role like that. Unless you're Meryl Streep, you're not. Going to do that one woman thing, and and unless you're Helen Mirren, you're not going to look like that doing that one woman thing. I look like the woman you shop with at Kmart. The thing is, you're a very beautiful woman. You're a woman who's over fifty. <laughs> we we have little tolerance, yeah, uh, as a culture, yes, for imagining, yeah. That a woman over 50 is valuable. Yeah. When I was young, I
1: was trained as a theater actress at the Goodman Theater School in Chicago. I did a lot of theater. I got hired onto an independent feature that was shooting in Chicago, and they said, come to, to California. I went to L.A. in my, in my 20s. Um, exactly 30 years ago, I gave up in disgust and moved away from, from L.A. Um, what I experienced in L.A. as a younger kind of va-va-voom uh, woman – it was very often about the weight. I was I wasn't as as large as I am now, but I had curves, and it was no, you can't do that. Uh, everything have your teeth fixed, have your eyes done. I had a makeup artist when I was twenty seven, tell me that I needed to have cosmetic surgery around my eyes. Ugh. People started telling me when I was thirty to have a face lift <laughs> because my eyes were a little hooded, and then of course there is the you know I mean I I had a couple of really serious casting couch. Brushes, And I was aghast when I walked away from that, which of course I did every time because I, I have this set of morals that my parents <laughs> instilled in me. Go figure. I literally, as I walked through the gate of that studio onto the streets of LA, I just was like crying. I was like, so yeah, I, uh, I, I lost my sense of value to the creative process. And, um, Once I knew that I had lost that, I had to stop. So I moved away and got into voice acting and then did bit parts in films. And as I like to say, I had to wait 27 years for Trey to grow up and give me a role like this because no one is ever going to get a role like this unless they're a star or a name, except in the independent film world. There's a thing called uh, gender flipping. Some of the independent filmmakers are now going back in and reading some of those scripts Clearing away the gender bias and saying, okay, this this person could be anyone. Now, who do I see? When I read this character, who do I see? Is it a trans male, a trans female? Is it, 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 you know, it couldn't be anyone. And that is, I think, the hope that I hold out, that independent filmmaking can really teach some lessons on. I believe there's got to be people who are going to be inspired by changes in the world, we have a female president. Where we we have Bernie's revolution. I mean, I'm still such a such an old hippie optimist. I believe that those changes will reflect themselves in our media, and in our arts. I do believe they will.
0: Krista, thank you so oh, much for coming in, and congratulations on this wonderful success. I'm so honored to have met you. Thank you,
1: thank you. And I I, I guess what I would say about the success is that. It's nice to be able to be so proud of something that that has also succeeded. But I think it's the best kind of double whammy.